Hey there, this is Real Talk Baseball. I'm Carlos Baseball with me as always. It's Ernie Orange and Will Power. We're going to talk about did the Dodgers make a big mistake by signing Shohei Otani for $700 million? Who won in the Juan Han Soto trade? And we're going to talk the notable winter meetings updates on that. So all here on Real Talk Baseball. Welcome back. We're here. We're going to talk winter meetings. We're going to talk Shohei Tani. That's the biggest news out there. And we're going to talk Juan Soto for sure. But let's talk. Let's go into it first. Uh, how's everybody doing out here? Excellent. Hey, we're doing Very great, excited. man. Very excited. Um, I'm kind of sad. I'm heartbroken, guys. As an Angel <laughs> fan, you know, we knew it was coming. But now that it just happened, I'm heartbroken out here, man. It's going to take some time to recover. We lost a superstar. It's It's a tough one, man. But you know what? We'll find another one down in the road, down in the future. Yeah, it sounds good. And not only that, but we're going to get to talk about what happened in the contract, what other teams are thinking, why can they didn't go ahead and did the same thing if Otani were, was planning to do that from the get-go. Uh, it, it's kind of crazy, right? We don't know like all the stuff that goes into the contract until like they let it out days after. So when we got the news, we it was on Saturday, and everybody was like, "What the hell happened? Like seven hundred million? That's fucking crazy!" And then you think about it, and you're like, "Okay, you sleep on it, you wake up on on Sunday, and you're like watching some football, and you're like, ah, oh, what the hell? Seven hundred seventy million a year? Wow, that's a lot." <laughs> so you start breaking it down. You come to Monday, and now you like analytics are started to breaking down the contract and this is where we're at right now that's why we decided to get on and of course we were going to get on because it was after the winter meetings of course and then we have the juan soto trade that happened before that that was big news for the yankees and the padres of course and then the other notable winter meeting signs and trades that happened but um let's get into it dude who wants to go first and i know you're heartbroken ernie so I'll go ahead and let you go first on this one because me and will are dodger fans we're excited about this oh man we have to bait ruth of our generation with the LA team. So go ahead, man. I'll let you go first. <laughs> wow. $70 million a year for a DH. That is an amazing story. That's a lot of money. But Shohei Otani is that special talent, a generational talent, right? And he's going to bring so much money to the Dodger Stadium and the Dodger organization. Uh, you know what? He did the right move. As a fan of the Angels and how poorly it's been run for the past decade, he wanted to go to an organization that could win, right? And what better place than to go to his crosstown rivals, the L.A. Dodgers, right? He's been watching them, the, the amount of success they've had there, and he's done the right thing by going there. I, I don't really like the idea of going to Toronto. It would have been a, us American fans of baseball. We would have missed a lot of Otani, so it would have been kind of upsetting to not be able to watch him. But now that he's here in the L.A. market, we will be watching every day. He'll be on national TV, and it's a great for the game of baseball. But $70 million, I know he can't pitch next year, but is that – a crazy number it really is right guys 
it is, dude. And uh, Will, go ahead, man. That is the the biggest contract in sports history, man. Like I hear everywhere saying it's the biggest contract in North American sports history, but that's not it at all. It's actually global history. There, there's never been a contract this big before. The previous was Messi, you know, when he signed um, his soccer contract, and now Shohei Otani surpassed that by almost a hundred million dollars. Crazy, dude. You know, there were so many teams that were in the running. You know, there were like top five teams that that were offering 550 million, close to 600 million. I believe Toronto was actually uh, reported to offer 650 million dollars, but they don't have that winning mentality like the Dodgers do. You know, the the Dodgers, the Yankees, um, the Red Sox. You know, big market clubs like this that that have a, a winning record from from the time they were incepted until now. You know, and he wants to win and with this type of contract, dude, 10 years. You have the, the best baseball player on the planet right now. I'm going to predict at least three World Series wins. Damn, three? They better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no excuses. No, no excuses. excuses. Hey, None he's, getting, he's getting paid, dude. It's like, all right, you got you, You're you're getting paid. You're doing what you need to do. But you know, let's jump into the contract though. The contract is for seven hundred million dollars for ten years. It looks like it's gonna be a Bobby Bonilla type contract where he's gonna get paid two million a year. Which he's single, guys. He's not married. Come on, he's not married at all. He's not a big luxurious person. He's a humble person, dude. You know. Yeah. This, so, this is going to help him out for the future, man. When he does get married, when he does have kids, he's never going to have to worry about money again. His kids are never going to have to worry about money again. His grandchildren are never going to have to worry about money again, man. Exactly. I don't know what what type of background Shohei Otani came up from in Japan. I don't know if his family had money or anything like that, but they never have to worry about money again. And just seeing that the type of person that this is... He's going to take care of his extended family also. His parents, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, everyone's eventually going to get paid, man. That's the type of guy that this is. If he's willing to, to shed $68 million every year for the next 10 years just to just to make the, the Dodgers organization and fans happy you know, and, and potentially win championships because he's only getting paid $2 million a year. That opens up so many different opportunities for the Dodgers in the near future. I see a lot of trades, perhaps some signings within the, the, the you know, the next couple months before, um, before next season starts, there's so many different things can happen. Yeah. And, and that this is what we were waiting for, right. To kind of break it down to 2 million a year, you can go ahead and sign someone. So a lot of people don't know what the CBT is. The CBT is a competitive balance tax. That's what the, that's what baseball uses instead of the luck. What is it? The salary cap, the salary cap is used all across the other sports, football, basketball, soccer, everything has that. So what this is, what the CBT does is it allows you to go over that, you know, amount of money that you're permitted to use a year, but you have to pay a tax. And that tax is really, really expensive. The Dodgers already had that. So with this, with Chohei Otani and reports just came that, that Otani said he wanted to go ahead and do this deferred payment. And I didn't understand the deferred. Like, what is deferred? What is deferred? So I digged a little bit. I went into it. And of course, looking at ESPN and looking at Yahoo and everything and doing a little bit of reading, a little bit of research, I found out they can go ahead and do that. The CBA allowed this to happen. Yeah. A lot of people, all the other teams are pretty pissed off at this. 
If you look at the other teams, you're looking at the Giants, look at the Yankees. They had a chance to do that. But Otani really wanted to come to L.A. by showing the interest and telling them, I only want two million a year. Give me the 68 a year deferred, meaning he's going to get it after the 10 years are up. So this man has his retirement plan set up, dude. This is how you're supposed to negotiate. This is how you're supposed to do it. Why? Because you're playing half more than half the year. You're away from home for the half a year. You know, you have your workouts planned out. You have your meals planned out, all paid for. You have your translator paid for. You have everything paid for. You have your chauffeur paid for. If you go to a club, you want to go dance, you want to go do whatever, this is paid for. Like, this guy <laughs> has it made. This guy has two million coming into it, and it's just wow, dude. You know, it, it's just amazing. He worked it out pretty well, man. Ernie, do, do hey, you agree? He they they worked it out really well. But now I worry for the future of the Dodgers organization. Once it's twenty thirty four to twenty forty three, Shohei's going to get paid six hundred eighty million dollars, sixty eight yeah. million a year, and I worry that the Dodgers won't have enough money then to produce players. They better hope that small like players from the Come around and start playing because this is scary, man. You're going to sacrifice these three championships that they better win, right, Will? And if they don't win now and in the future, you're going to get screwed big time. So that's my only concern. And I really hope the Dodgers uh, make the right move because, and he, like Tony Martinez just mentioned, he does have to stay healthy, which is the most concerning thing. How many years are we going to get a Shohei? Four to five years with pitching and hitting? This is the concerning part. And it's a lot of money for a player that's going through two Tommy John surgeries. So. And this is a question, right? Uh, and you already answered. You said uh, four to five years. That's what you're estimating, Ernie? Yes. Okay. So, Will, what do you think? How long is he going to be four to – like how long is he going to be a pitcher hitter? And we've talked this, about this before for sure, but I want to hear this again. Now that he's a daughter, he's in your team, the team you rooted for since you were a kid, how many years is he going to be that dual combo pitcher hitter? How, how many years do I think – it, it's actually going to happen. I, I'll say from 2025, um, I'll say till his age 35 season. So he's 29 right now. So at least five more years. Um, is he going to be a Max Scherzer and a Justin Verlander type where he's going to be close to his age 40 season and still being able to pitch ace-like? Um, I, I think that's that's a, a little outlandish to think that it ac actually could happen because he's already had two Tommy John surgeries. Now, the only thing with the Tommy John surgeries is the the both surgeries were in different locations. So it's not like, you know, one of them didn't work and then they had to go in and repair it. No, it, it was uh, the same ligament, but two different spots. So um, I think that that could possibly help them out a, a little bit. But there are five uh, MLB pitchers currently that have had two Tommy John surgeries. And the only one actually worth mentioning is Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, every other pitcher just kind of like fell off, you know, and we all know what happened to Tim Lincecum after his Tommy John surgery. You know, the, there's Shohei Otani's a power pitcher. You know, he's the type of guy that's going to be throwing 98, 99 miles an hour. And um, can the elbow take it? You know, 29 years old. Tony, though, they're saying he can take my elbow. Do you throw 90 plus or 100 plus? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is it worth 700 million? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you know, the, my only concern is that I can't recall another contract that's been 10 years plus that's been worth it. You know, we have the A Rod situation, the Albert Pujols, players like that, man, that 
don't live up to their expectations after a year five or six. And then you just see a decimated player that's not no longer producing. We had the Miguel Cabrera, you know, the last couple of years has just not been the same. Obviously, you have him there because he was once a superstar, but and you have to pay his contract. So that's my only concern. But I'm happy for the Dodgers, man. They did the right move. They're going to generate so much more money. And, man, talk about it. Everybody's going to want to come to Hollywood, L.A., just to come see Shohei Otani. No matter what part of Dude, the world you're at, you're coming to see Shohei. This is the first real international superstar that the MLB has ever had. They're, they've had some others. You know, Ichiro was huge in Japan. And um, <clears throat> Matsui, uh, Hideo Nomo, you know, there, there's a long list. But this guy, Shohei Otani, is the real first superstar superstar you know those other guys were just stars right they were stars in their own right you know Ichiro's still almost 50 years old and he's out there pitching against um high school girls baseball teams or softball teams or whatever I don't know if you guys saw that and um he looked pretty good man he's throwing 90 miles an hour he got some some good break on his breaking pitches but man Shohei Otani is another beast Dude, he's over there hitting uh, windows and breaking them over there in Japan. So uh, <laughs> he's still hitting, and he's fifty years old. So he he's just loves baseball. The way they grow up and and they great the way they're groomed out there is different than we are here in the United States. You know, so it, it's something to look for. It's amazing that we get to see that and experience. We we didn't get to experience Babe Ruth when he was here. You know, so that generation we can go ahead and have a battle with them once. Otani finishes his career. We'll see where they're at. It's a different level of baseball. There's a different level of respect, of course. You know, once a Yankee, one's going to finish a Dodger. I'm sorry, Ernie. You know, he was an angel, but he's going to, if he ever goes into the Hall of Fame, he's going to go in wearing an L.A. hat. And, uh, and you know, like, it, it's kind of one of those things where you, you kind of feel bad for that organization because you did have them for that long. You did have them for the United States um, you know, best team or best player in Mike Trout with him, right? So then you're looking at that stuff too. You're looking at that they had a combo. They didn't go to the playoffs. And a lot of people are saying that. And I don't know if it's just haters or people just saying, oh, he went to the Dodgers and the people are just hating. What if he went to the Cardinals? What if he went to the Yankees? What if he went to the Cubs? Like would people have the same reaction? You know, so, I mean, I mean, take me through this, Ernie. When you heard, saw this on Saturday, was it shocking to you or were you expecting it? I was expecting it already. Uh, most of MLB fans had an idea that Shohei was going to leave. Everybody wanted him to leave. I know if you're not an Angel fan, you were like, please get uh, my Shohei out of there. Like, it's just a bad organization, right? And the yeah. way everything was being run, Artie Moreno is just it's a dumpster fire out there, guys. And hopefully with the new manager, Ron Washington, and a healthy Mike Trout, <laughs> And hopefully Anthony Rendon wants to finally play. Yes, Anthony, I cried all day. Uh, Carlos was there witnessing at work. We were there at work, and I was like, what the fuck just your, happened? Your eyes are still red, man. They are. It's been a whole long weekend, man. And there's a lot of Angel fans that are calling him traitor. Uh, they're really upset because he went to a crosstown rival. But what else can you expect, man? Artie Moreno was just not doing his thing. And he sees how well the Dodgers organization is being ran. Why not just go down the road on the 5 freeway and jump to the better team in L.A.? It's hard to say it. I'm an Angel fan, but I got to be a realist and I got to see how well the Dodgers organization is being run. Yeah, dude. You know what's crazy? Like you were we were there. We were talking and I could kind of see like you're, you're a little upset. It's just it's hard. It's like, dude, 
and you said it. It's like it's like you have a girlfriend and she's telling you, you know, you you go ahead and say it. Yeah, I you say it your way because I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) on Saturday, I basically told him like, "Hey, man, it's like when you're in a relationship and you know things are not going right with your girl. You know she's gonna we're gonna break up soon, but now that it happened, you're heartbroken." And that's how I felt. Like even though I knew it was happening, the moment it happened, it sucked. You know, she still wants to be friends though, right? Still wants to be friends. Hopefully, she calls me back to come back. <laughs> oh man! Right. Now. <laughs> All right, Will, uh, and, and this is a question for both of us because we're Dodger fans. What was your reaction when you saw this? Well, I mean, you, you first you got to go to Friday, right? And um, on on Friday, uh, we got a lot of reports saying that Shohei Otani was on his way to Toronto. Now he's not going all the way to Toronto just to say no. You know, the, the general thought between like like uh, among all analysts and and reporters was that Shohei Otani was going to sign with Toronto. You know, why would you get on a plane and fly, you know, what is it like nine hours or whatever it is to get too to far, too far. You know, <laughs> too far. like eh, I'm good, you know, and and then we see reports about an hour later. Just kidding. He wasn't on a plane. He's still at home in Southern California. So right when this happened, dude, I'm thinking to myself, he's still in Southern California. That means it's down to two teams. That means it's down to the Angels and it's down to the Dodgers. Now, there was also some reports that that were saying that he is a creature of habit, that he loves to be in his routine, which means why change your routine? Stay with the Angels. You know, take a little bit of a discount because they're not going to pay six hundred and fifty million dollars to to keep the two way player. You know, they they don't have that type of money. But it was he the type of player that you know he's he's going to um, in, entrust the Angels to build around him to to express his loyalty to them and possibly just stay with the team that gave him the opportunity in the last 6 years um you, you know to begin with but in you know at, at the end of the day he's like mm, I think I'm about to get paid so I think <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go where the money is he he's like show hey the money you know yeah, he, he's he just yeah. sees he just sees dollar signs blue dollar signs all over the place man and it's like when you have Los Angeles Dodgers money or New York Yankees money or Boston Red Sox money, you can't compete with that, you know? And he didn't go there just for the money. He went there because he sees in the last 10 years that the Dodgers have dominated the NL West. And now he sees that for the foreseeable future, he, he, you got Mookie Betts, a former MVP, Freddie Freeman, former MVP and Shohei Otani, two time former MVP. The top three in the lineup. That is. Wait, the- wait, wait. I don't. I mean to but but in. But I think you got it wrong. It's Shohei, Shohei the money. <laughs> Shohei the money. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I didn't mean to steal your inspiration. Go ahead, man. <laughs> but, but, that that is the best top three in baseball on on the same team. There is no other lineup that can compare to that. Now the Braves definitely give the Dodgers a run for their money. You know, the, the Braves have the best lineup from top to bottom. But when you have three guys batting at the top of the order that bat over 300, Freddie Freeman batting 320, you know, plus each one of them has the potential for 35 to 40 home runs, maybe even more. You know, that is 
freaking incredible, man. Yeah. I don't know if Shohei Otani is going to bat two or three. I would assume that he would bat three because usually you want your best hitter to bat three anyway, you know? Yeah. But this dude is going to be breaking records with the Los Angeles Dodgers. We yeah. saw Matt Olson break the uh, the RBI record last season. I think it was 146 RBI last season. I think Shohei Otani is going to surpass that uh, it, probably for the next few seasons. He's going to be breaking some records, just personal records and MLB records. You know, crazy, and Mookie Betts could also do the same thing, batting leadoff for the Dodgers with Freeman and and uh, Otani behind him. Maybe he'll break the record for most runs scored in a, in a single season also. Uh, that's true, dude. Let me go ahead and uh, go into the chat. So when Ryan heard this, Ryan Reyes heard what happened. He was like, damn, what a waste of talent. And I'm guessing he's talking about when he when he heard that he was going to Toronto. And then, you know, he, <laughs> he goes like, when he hmm. found out he was coming to L.A., he says, fuck yeah, we got Otani. You know, that's good, dude. <laughs> Let's go to Chewy. He says, I think uh, Toronto News was just a distraction. Far dude, simple. It I, said been. That. I said that. I was like, it's it's part of their plan. They're trying to stir up some drama. Look, I got it right here. Uh, it was just so much incredible news that day, right? You got the John yeah. Morosi, right? He gave a false report saying that he was on his way to Toronto. It's crazy to me how people were looking at the flights going from Orange County, John Wayne Airport, all the way to Toronto. And it turns out it was just a CEO of Shark Tank, the show that was actually going there. Mm -hmm. And then there was reports of the pitcher Kikuchi from the Blue Jays was going to have an event that day with 50 people reserved on a restaurant. So they assumed that Otani was going to arrive there, too, for an event to meet the Blue Jays team. And it was all false, man. Kikuchi was actually just going to have a family party. <laughs> so, wow. so all these reports, man, it was just a crazy Friday. Twitter was insane. You kept reloading uh, your Twitter feed, and all you heard was, like, false information left and right. It was another prime example of, like, all these false reporting out there from these reporters. It's crazy, man. I feel like... Did you guys enjoy the way how, how Shohei handled the, his free agency, though? Were you guys a big fan of it? Well, you know, he said, he's like, if there are any teams that are leaking that I'm going to meet with them, I'm going to hold it against you, you know? And maybe that's actually what pushed Shohei Otani over the line. Maybe, maybe this report of him actually going to Toronto, maybe he was about to get on a plane. And then he saw that news and he was like, oh, forget them, man. They, they want to tell people that I'm going to Toronto? Then no. I'm not. I'm going to stay at home with my dog that I haven't named yet, you know, and <laughs> and once I sign with the team and I name my dog Dodger, then I'll let everyone know on my Instagram that to all the fans and everyone involved in the baseball world, I apologize for taking so long to come to a decision. I have decided to choose the Los Angeles Dodgers as my next team. You know, I, I think that was an incredible way to announce to the world what team he was signing. He did that personally. I mean, he probably had like a representative do it for him, but that was his personal Instagram account. You know, I thought, it, it, I, I thought his account got hacked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it would have been, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it actually <laughs> did, man. But I, I love the drama that kind of surrounded all this, you know, from Friday. And then, you know, you, you're, you're looking at the uh, at the the notifications on your phone from Bleacher Report or whatever it is that you get your information from. And it's like, damn, the Blue Jays really, dude, like they they barely make the playoffs. You know, Vlad hasn't been the guy that he was supposed to be. Bichette's on a downfall. It's like, come on, man. 
you said you wanted to win. What are you doing? And then an hour later, like, oh, we were just kidding. He's not going to Toronto. And then so, the next day, man, I, I saw I, right right when I saw that on Instagram, dude, because I was just I, I randomly I was just scrolling through Instagram and it was one minute ago. Shohei Otani's post on Instagram. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to text the guys. No way. <laughs> yeah, You kind of kind of look and be like, is this for real? Is this a real account? Like the one I sent you guys on Saturday morning. Like, was it Saturday morning? No, no, Friday. I sent Friday it was morning. the wrong. Uh, uh, it was the wrong information that he had signed. And I'm like, I'll send it to you guys and then you guys can help me research it. I'm not posting anything because I don't see anything. So, yeah. you know, I was making pictures of Toronto, uh, Otani and uh, going to Toronto till we can be, you know, on it. So then Ernie's like, yeah, go ahead and make it. You know, so I made it. I had it ready. I even had the, the daughter one ready just in case. But, you know, we have to be prepared as we're trying to give the news. We have we do have Instagram and all these other things that we want to go ahead and pull, post our stuff. So I can only imagine all these all this work done for all these people, the people in Toronto. They were all excited hearing the news. Right. And, you know, the thing that comes to my head when I hear that, I'm like, OK, MLB is stationed in the United States. You're talking about a team that's not in the United States. If he would have gone to Toronto, it would have not benefit the MLB at all. It would have not benefit anybody out here in the United States. Why? Because we wouldn't even be able to watch him play on an everyday basis. Now he's stationed in the West Coast, which he was already here in, the, in L.A. with the Anaheim Angels. So with him having a little bit more exposure because the, the Dodgers do have a little bit more of history, more of a of a way with the with the things they're more like a uh i want to say not a lakers team but more like a backseat to the lakers in basketball uh who is that at the celtics i guess you know because the yankees are the top team in mlb and then you have the dodgers right so then that's kind of give them more of a push to be like wow this guy's amazing if you've never seen them play kind of like when i don't ever see uh uh trey turner i never seen them play with, with out there in the east coast but when he came to the west I was like, damn, yeah. this guy's amazing, you know? You said the like, same thing about Mookie. Like, you never yeah. really realized. Like, like I remember when when uh, he made that throw from right field to third base, and you texted me right away. You were like, damn, I didn't know Mookie could do that. Yeah. You know? Now we're really going to be able to see. I mean, we, we were watching before, but now it's going to be like every single day we're going to be on it, you know? Yeah. And we're going to see the type of player that he really is. You know, yeah. that we're actually going to be able to watch every game that he pitches, you know, um, on, on Sportsnet LA for you guys. And then uh, on, on MLB at bat for me, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's crazy. So are you going to be staying up later every night now to watch Otani? Oh, man. I'm <laughs> dreading it, dude. I am dreading it. You know what I'm probably going to do is instead of staying up late, which I hate doing, I'm probably just going to wake up early and uh, just that way I can fast forward through all the bullshit. You know, and instead of watching a three-hour game, I'll be able to watch the game in a little bit less than two hours, just fast-forwarding through all the commercials, you know, and and the, the stuff that I, that nobody really cares about, you know. Yeah, Lude. It, a lot of people don't understand where you're at, Will. We do have two shows, and Will is out there in the East Coast, so uh, that's what we mean. He's out there in the East Coast. He gets to experience everything that's out there. He's still a Dodger fan. Don't get me wrong. He gets on and he he checks and he's looking at the East Coast and he I tell him like I text him hey dude is this guy for real or you know like I didn't know this I didn't know Mookie Betts I didn't know Trey Turner and he's like nah dude over here this guy's a beast like you know not until I see it out here and see it on an everyday basis the leadership these guys carry 
you know, that's when I started understanding how the player is, how good he is, and how much he contributes to the team. Uh, not that I'm not a, a baseball f- a follower. I am. It's just if you don't see this player on an everyday basis, you don't understand how good he is. I was watching Angel Games last year. I was just definitely into Otani, like how much he was really, like, you know, putting into an effort into winning with the Angels. And this guy can play. And having that mentality to where he's only going to get paid $2 million a year to try to get other players over here, like maybe a Yamamoto, I don't know. You know, it sounds like he's out here in L.A. right now with the Yankees. Instead of him flying to New York, he's here in L.A. You know, he had the Yankees come to L.A. to talk to him. So what they does that mean? They played together in the World Baseball Classic, right? Do you guys know yeah. if they're friends, though? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure... After they played together in, in the baseball classic, which lasted, uh, you know, a little more than a month, I'm, I'm sure they became friends. You know, they they were the the top two guys on the team. You know, I'm yeah. sure they exchanged numbers. I'm sure they they keep in contact. And I'm, I can guarantee he's probably telling them like, hey, I did this for you, man. Otani's over there saying, I did that for myself for my retirement plan when I get older. Well, that's that's what's in his head, but what's he telling other people? You know? Yeah. yeah. He's telling them, hey, man, I'm here. Come over. The Dodgers have that chance to go ahead and sign whoever they want. You know, they're going to pay me after that. So it's, dude, it's a team captain mentality right there. This guy is just amazing. It's just amazing how he's doing all this. Supposedly, like I said at the beginning of the show, he came up with this deferred payment type thing. You know, yeah. so um, it's it, and if it's true, this guy's thinking beyond the game. He's just I, like, I thought I was a nerd, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw reports that this was the original idea that he had. That He actually pitched this to every team that was actually going to give him an offer. So it wasn't just like an exclusive like Dodgers deal. He actually you know, pitch this to all the teams that were actually giving him, you know, possible contracts, potential contracts. True, true. Dude, if anybody's out there, I do see a lot, a few people out there. Go ahead and like this video if you like it. Go ahead and share it, please. Like, we're talking Otani right now. We're going to get into a little bit of the Juan Soto trade and what that means for the Padres and the Yankees, of course. And then, of course, a notable winter meetings. But this is just a huge news for everybody that's out there. We were planning to get on on Monday anyway, even if Otani didn't sign. But it happened on a day that I feel like a lot of sports were happening. You had soccer, MLS, you know, you had the championship going. You had boxing matches that were going. You had, like, uh, uh, the the Lakers were playing their championship from the little tournament that they had, which was uh, amazing. You know, you got me into it, dude. Like, I I, I was watching, you know. So I think Otani coming out that day and saying that, they were talking about it on Sunday. NFL happens on Sunday, and they were talking on it during the broadcast. And, And that just shows you, how much MLB is being talked about even in the off season. So, you know, like, like finally, right, now, yeah. finally, right? because they, they've MLB has always taken a backseat during their off season. It's like in, in football, when the season's over, that's all people can talk about. You know, after the season is over, you're still talking about football. You know, what type of moves is, is this team going to make that team going to make, you know, um, I, I actually just got a, a notification bleacher report. L.A. aggressively buying after deferred deal with Otani, looking to get Yamamoto. So they are trying to spend some more money and get Yamamoto. And, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if this deal happened really soon because Yamamoto's already been talking. 
Yankees and the does Red MLB, Sox. Does MLB need a salary cap, though? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Not I if you're the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can find ways, and, and this is the thing, like when you hire your lawyers and you hire everybody that's your accounting from, you know, from the top level to the lower level, this is what the type of stuff you're looking for to in, innovate, you know, new things. I heard a thing with Carlos Beltran where he was trying to innovate the game, saying that the cameras were put there, you know, with the Astros. If you guys don't remember, Carlos Beltran was with the Astros in 2017. So, as a manager. Yeah. No, no, no. As a, as a, a player. Yeah. But he – was it a player or a coach? Whatever it was. Okay, so he he said the cameras were there. All we were doing was just taking the feed and looking at what was happening and banging on trash cans. He was innovating the, the he was innovating the game. So I kind of look into it. Yeah, if you don't cheat, you know you're not trying. A lot. I heard Tony say that a lot, and I don't agree with it. He got, but he got that from Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> he, oh, okay. So I guess uh, whatever. He he was the one that I heard it from. You know. Anyway. He said he was trying to innovate the game. And the way that you're trying to innovate the game is you're trying to find out what he's going to throw at you without him knowing that, you're, that he's throwing at you. And he did say another thing that I kind of un under I understood him. Like if a guy is out there pitching and showing his glove like a different way when he's going to throw a curveball, I'm not going to go out there and tell him, hey, don't do that because I know you're going to come with a curveball. You're not going to do that, dude. So, you know, that's what's going on. They're innovating the game. Uh, so they found a, a loophole that they can go ahead and use. The CBA agreed with it, and there's there's no violating the rules. You know they're doing what they need to do. So maybe they need to uh, look at the contract or look at the the lettering or you know the the words to go ahead and and change that stuff for the near future. But well, there right is now, there is a specific rule that says that there is no minimum or maximum for de deferral payments, and that happened after the Bobby Bonilla deal. Yeah. So every oh, so like, I don't know if a lot of people know about the Bobby Bonilla deal. So what happens with Bobby Bonilla, he gets paid every July 1st, all the way till 2035. So that man knew how to negotiate his contract as well. Like he's not playing baseball for the Mets. So the Mets are still owing them money. They're still paying them. But money worth what, what's money worth right now, it's not going to be worth tomorrow. You could be mm -hmm. paid, you know, right now the interest rate is at 8.5. You know, maybe in the future is going to be way more. Maybe in the future, money's not going to be worth that much, or maybe it's going to be worth a lot more. You know, so every year it looks like we're paying more taxes. It looks like we're gaining up there. We're going to, our, the dollar's going to be, you know, a lot more expensive. So it could work out for him. But wait, he's going to Japan. He's taking this money out there. That's why he's getting paid six, you know, $68 million. A year for the next 10 years because he's going to get paid till 2035, I believe. He's going to have that out in Japan. So, I mean, that's good, dude. That's good. That's great. Really good negotiation. Um, but, you know, did we answer the question? I think we did, right? <laughs> um, one, one thing, since we're talking about Shohei Otani's money yeah. real quick. So, mm -hmm. so he's getting paid $70 million a year. Um, you know, that, that's what the contract says. He's not actually getting that cash, but that, that is what the breakdown is. Check this out. Yeah. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams, eight MLB teams that have a lower overall payroll than what Shohei Otani is getting paid each year in baseball. Wow. wow. That is crazy, dude. That is so crazy. That sucks. Eight These teams? teams don't stand a chance. 
Eight, <laughs> eight teams that total payroll is less than $70 million per year. Wow. I mean, dude, I mean, it, it is it is what it is. Yeah, this mean, is the it, reason why a lot of fans hate the Dodgers for the same reason. Because yeah. they overspend and their teams can't match nowhere near. Yeah. And, and this is a question for you guys. And, and I'll go ahead and answer it too. But I want you guys, I want to know, is this going to be what the Dodgers need? Is this... Does this put the Dodgers to be the favorite team, or do you see other teams still being good? Because they made the playoff last year. They they got 100 wins. They went and got Otani. Now what? Are they the favorite, or do you still have the Braves on top? Do you still have the Yankees that just made the Juan Soto trade a better team? Or do you have the, the Astros still being the Astros, of course? And, I mean, who else can I put on that mix? Is it uh, Tampa Bay and the Orioles? Orioles. The Orioles. Yeah. You know, so so are they with this signing with that Dodgers did? Are they a better team? And uh, go ahead, Will. I, I think they could add some more pieces. You know, you look at the outfield that the Dodgers have with uh, Chris Taylor, with James Outman, and Jason Hayward, and each one of those positions could be upgraded. And then you also look at Gavin Lux. You know, who hits righties pretty decent, but he can't hit lefties. You know, and. And um, it, it just seems like the the position players, you know, uh, Mookie, Freddie, um, Will Smith, and Muncie are really going to be the ones that are going to be producing. And then the bottom half of the lineup doesn't really look too great. So you could upgrade right there. Maybe go out and try to get a reunion with Cody Bellinger, um, you know, put him in center field, which which moves James Outman, you know, somewhere else or... or um, or if you were to try to go after an infielder, there's Matt Chapman, or you can get a reunion with uh, with Justin Turner, you know, put one of those guys at third base, and then you move Max Muncy over to, to second base, and then Mookie Betts move o- moves over to right field again. You know, there, there's opportunities, but I don't think offense is the problem. I think that pitching is really going to be the problem because Kershaw could po- potentially be gone. You know, he's already gotten uh, some talks with, with Texas. So he could be on his way out. Um, he's probably going to get paid because he did really well last year also. I personally, I, I love Kershaw, but I think it's time to move on. I, I think that we need a pitcher that can perform in October baseball, you know, and he has proven time and time again that he can't do it. You know, he gave up eight runs in uh, the, the first game of the, the division series last season. You know, um, I don't want to see that again. You know, and and another thing too is the Dodgers don't really have a definitive closer. They have Evan Phillips and they have uh, Blake Trinan. You know, but are are those guys? Those guys aren't like the closer in my opinion. But Josh Hader is a free agent. You know, there there's you could spend some money and go get Josh Hader. You could trade for Corbin Burns. You could trade for Dylan Cease. I don't like Blake Snell. Please don't get Blake Snell. I think he is an overrated POS. You know, I, I think that playing in San Diego made his season just so much better because San Diego is the 27th best uh, pitching ballpark when it comes to home runs. Home runs just don't happen in San Diego, you know, which is why his ERA was so deflated. A, a, a two-something ERA, a low two ERA, when Blake Snell, his his career is more in like the low fours, you know, and, and he had more walks than um than any other qualifying pitcher in in all of baseball and he still won the Cy Young you know and and it, it's all because of the ballpark 
it's all because of the ballpark and and a few you know really good defensive plays from from the guys behind him playing behind him you know so you're saying that the Dodgers are not or you they are I, I think the Dodgers are not done um I, I don't think that they have a World Series caliber team yet maybe next year when Otani pitches you know but this year you need two more rotation pieces I I, I really like Bobby Miller and I really like Ryan Pepio and Walker Bueller's coming back but that's not enough. You know, that, that is not enough. You got two rookies and a veteran that's already had two Tommy John surgeries coming back. And then you got Otani coming with, with two Tommy Johns the year after. I, I, I think that they need to go out and get a definitive ace. And that's Corbin Burns. I think Corbin Burns is the answer. I that's think your boy. That's, that's my boy. That's my boy. Look, man, Corbin Burns every season. ERA under three, and that's playing in Milwaukee. Milwaukee is known as a as a hitter's ballpark. You know, balls just fly there, and he's still getting it done. You know, go I'm after not, go after uh, Corbin Burns. Sorry, I lost a lot of respect for Burns because a couple years back he took himself off against the Dodger game to claim the ERA title. So no, I yeah. lost a lot of respect <laughs> out of that. So you know what I mean. He wanted to have an ERA so good, so he didn't face the Dodgers after two innings. Like, I'm good. I'll hey, uh, Ryan Reyes said, no. Snell is a little uh, uh, beat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like him. So uh, he, he agrees with you, uh, Will. And I kind of have a little thing about, you know, Snell, too. I don't like the innings pitch with he had uh, last year. I think he needs to go ahead and be a little bit more. But we'll talk about that in the, uh, another time. We do have the fantasy shows coming up. And we'll talk about that uh, at the end of the show. But uh, Will and Hobby do have that show, and we're going to get ready for that. We're ready for those shows, of course. We have baseball all year long, all year long for us. So, Ernie, are they good without with, with, with the current roster that they have right now? I mean, they have the roster to compete. Uh, they have enough, but they still uh, – offseason's still not over, and I know the Dodgers are not done making moves. The Dodgers are known to make moves, and I know they're going for pitching. So it's Money not over. Moves. Yes, if they get Yamamoto, it's a pretty good move they they make that. There's a lot of pitchers. They need definitely a couple veterans out there, some great little levers to come in the middle of the pack of the innings. And like uh, Will said, I need a closer. But once they settle the pitching situation, as long as it gets something decent, they still have something to compete out there. They have enough run support with those three top superstars in the top of the lineup. So there's no excuses. So you better not lose to Arizona in the wild card next season. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, look, check this out. I was watching MLB Network today, and um, th they were they were showing a graphic. I actually have it here. Uh, let me see if I can Go ahead, pull it. it up. Pull it up. Where is it? Oh, here it is. All right. So Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani all batted over 300. That means that out of every 10 at-bats that these guys have, they're going to have at least three hits. You know, and with guys like Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Otani, these aren't just Pete Rose singles. You know, these are impact hits. These guys hit the ball hard as hell. You know, almost everything that they hit is about 100 miles an hour or higher, which means we're going to see a lot of home runs. We're going to see a lot of doubles. And with, with the speed of Betts and Otani, we're probably going to see a lot of triples as well. Dang, that's crazy, dude. I didn't see that stat, but that stat looks amazing to me. <laughs> Look at this on base Carlos, you know how high I am on 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 a on base percentage. I know your money ball. These three <laughs> guys combined 410 on base percentage. That is insane, dude. Insane. That is. That is. 
That a is, 596 that is. slug. 596 slug and a 410 on base percentage. That's over 1,000 OPS. Yeah, that's uh, that's you're, you're gonna see one of these guys on base every game, and, and if you see all three of them, you know that that means it's gonna be a W. Of course, you know there's a lot more to just hitting than there, you know there is for baseball. You get these guys out, then you have to have the rest of the team hit. You know, yeah. Otani's not a one man show. He's showing that he's a team player. He wants more players to come, you know, to LA. Like you guys said, pitching. Pitching's a big thing in the MLB, and I feel that the Dodgers are still not the number one team because they do need pitching. I agree with you guys. And that's you want to win the think. playoffs, you need you need elite pitching. Yeah, and uh, you know, Chewy put it on here. He wants Dylan Cease to go to the Braves. Well, that's another thing. If the Dodgers go ahead and get and make these trades, they don't have to pay all this big money for these players. They will no. get rid of you know t- young talent. But just like the other team, other players that they gotten before. They're doing great in scouting right now. So I wouldn't, you know, go so much on, oh, we're going to get rid of our number one prospect. It's okay. Why? Because your 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 uh, scouts are doing really good work. Some of these guys that are playing with the Dodger team now or looking for big contracts right now, like a Cody Bellinger. The scouts from the Dodgers saw them. The, Do- the Dodger scouts got them, you know. You know, you're looking at um, – Ivaldi, he's a daughter too. You know, he came up to the daughter system and he got he's getting paid. You're looking at other players, you know, Kershaw, he played all his career here in LA too. Like Seeger. So, <laughs> Seeger, you know, Seeger's doing damage. They won the World Series with the Rangers. So that's the thing, dude. Like, I feel that the daughters have the upper hand on trades, on signing someone else. Like, so they're gonna make a super team. And of course, we're gonna be the hated team all across the United States. Why? Because we're the new Yankees, and it sucks as much as people say that sucks. You know, it's kind of cool to have that little chip on your shoulder and say, yeah, we go and we root for the best team in the United States right now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Yankees, right? The Yankees get so much hate, but everyone knows that they are the number one team in baseball history. You yeah. know, and, and who cares who hates on the team? You know, it's they're not playing for anybody else. They're playing for their fans, you know, and the fans are loving it just like we're loving it. Uh, yeah. Honestly, before the Shohei Otani signing, I was like, eh, I don't really want him. You know, uh, I was I was kind of being that guy, you know, <laughs> now that we got him, I'm like, oh, damn, we got him, we got him you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Ryan Ray said, you guys think the rest of the rest will follow to L.A. since Otani signed here now? So, um. Uh, if he's he's a good face to baseball, he's never seen. I've never seen a mad. I think I did see a mad once, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, and I think who doesn't want to play with the uh, modern Bay Ruth? I think he is going to attract new players. He's going to try to bring players over. Um, and this is where I'm going to ask you, Ernie. Do you think he has enough power to tell the Dodgers go ahead and get Trout? That's my boy. I know you don't like hearing that. I know I mean, you don't like hearing that. <laughs> obviously, you guys, every Dodger fan wouldn't mind having Trout. You guys may say he gets hurt all the time, but he's also a generational talent. One of the best pure hitters we have in this game alone. Um, knowing Shohei, I, he would push for him. He has built a lot of relationships with a lot of players in the Angels organization. There's a lot of close friendships out there. You know, Patrick Sandoval is one of his best friends. Oh, Hoppy, uh, Trout, you name it. This guy gets along with almost everybody in that team. So him pushing for Trout. Yes, he would do it. Probably in his last couple of years, I see him pushing 
for Trout once he's on this like last couple of years on this contract. Yeah, and and but you not know now. <laughs> Ryan Reyes, you asked me this when we heard the news and the baseball season was still going on. I believe it was in playoffs, and I remember you asked me, and I said I don't think it's going to happen because I think uh, Trout is a loyal, uh, loyal player at, to his team. But now with Otani over here, that might change my mind a little bit. Uh, he might have a little bit of pull to bring him over and say, you know what? I want my boy, my trout with me to get a ring, at least a ring. And I'm not saying, I'm not discounting that Angels are not going to try to get something for him going because um, it looks like they have uh, Ron Washington out there. And I really like Ron Washington. I liked him when he was with Texas because I saw some fielding techniques he had. And he's just amazing, dude. This guy, you know what, though? Him, so. Everyone liked Joe Madden, too. <laughs> You know, and we all know how that turned out. Everyone liked Mike Sosha, you know, and and we all know how, how that turned out. And I think that Trout has been a lo around long enough and seen enough managers kind of come and go that the team that he started with, he's the only one left. There's no one else that's there. You know, everyone is gone. So maybe it doesn't even feel like home to him anymore. Maybe the ballpark does, like just the park itself. But you have different managers, different coaches, different players, you know, he's he's the veteran that's going to try to make these younger guys better. You know, he's he's not going to be there to take them to the championship. We already know that's not going to happen because it hasn't happened yet. Why would it happen now? You know, but I, I feel like with with Mike Trout getting towards the end of his career, you know, on the on the opposite side of 30 now, I, I think that he's like, well, the only thing left to do is win a championship. You know, and I think that he would actually waive his no trade clause to go to a winning team, especially when he's going to be with his buddy with Otani. Yeah. You know, maybe it might not happen this season, you know, because I, I think that the Dodgers do have that winning mentality. But I don't know if they're if they actually think it's going to happen in 2024 because Otani's not pitching. And, you know, another thing with Otani pitching is we're going to need a six man rotation. You know, he's only going to pitch one time a week. Uh, which yeah. means that he's going to DH six times a week on on a seven game um, a seven game week, you know. Yeah. So that's going to be a little bit of a struggle, also, or or maybe not, because guys like Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May, they're always kind of banged up. So maybe it'll actually help those guys to get that extra day of rest as well. Gotcha. You know what? <laughs> I think we got we exhausted the Tani topic. We got through it. <laughs> uh, we got all our, our stuff out and, you know, I thank you guys for posting your questions and all that. This show wouldn't be anything if you guys didn't post it and join us on this conversation. We're big fans just like you guys are. Like, we're just giving our opinion. We just read about it. We come on here and we do our thing. And, and thank you guys for coming on here. But we still got a little bit more to talk about. We got the Soto trade with the Yankees, um, you know, the Padres Yankees trade. And I kind of saw this coming and I think we called it. We called it from the end of the season that he was going to be a Yankee. I couldn't find the episode so we can go ahead and post it and say, I told you so, you know. But uh, <laughs> if, if you remember that show, you know, we've been talking about Soto going to the Yankees. And I believe um, the captain number two, you know, Derek Jeter said it too in the playoffs that he's going to be a Yankee. And mark my words, he said, he's going to be a Yankee. So it's crazy. Who do you think won this trade? And I'll start with you, Ernie. Uh, well, it's clearly a uh, straight answer. The Yankees won this trade. They just received a 25-year-old lefty batter, Juan Soto, a World Series champion. And they also added Trent Grisham, another so solidified uh, center fielder out there that has placed really great defense. 
has won two gold gloves out there. And okay, as I'm leaving, no solo talk for me. Just kidding. I'm here for them. <laughs> wow, Ryan, we got to hear about this. I know it's a Padres, but hey, man, the Padres had to dump some salary and Juan Soto, his contract year coming up. And he loves to play. He was, has mentioned before that he wants to play for the Yankees. So it was a great move for the Yankees. They already know that he's going to stay for the future. And they finally have some depth in the outfield. This is something the Yankees struggle all season. Well, like we've mentioned every episode, judge-dependent Yankees, right? They finally have an extra man to help out judge, given that Stanek can never play 162 games. It's unfortunate that his career has come to this way, that injuries have kind of taken him down. But it's great for the Yankees. They finally have some great hitting out there. And why not have a lefty hitter that could hit him out, out of the right field? Yeah, and It's a real short, short uh, outfield. It's like uh, 309, 319. I don't know what it is. He hits a pop fly. That thing is gone. Little League Field. <laughs> Little League Field. Uh, Will, what do you think of this trade? Was it a win for the Yankees? Was it a huge win? For the win. Huge win for the Yankees. The, the Padres didn't get shit. You know, it, it's like, bro, I just <laughs> talked about, about Petco being one of the worst Home run ballparks. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I, I just talked about, about uh, Petco being one of the worst uh, home run ballparks, and this dude hit 35 of them. Imagine what he's going to do in that little league ballpark as a lefty hitter. You know, you guys just said it. As a lefty hitter, you know, and, and with that short porch, bro, this, this dude's going to hit 45 home runs next season. In 2023, he played 162 games. He played every game of the season. The year before that, he played 159, I think it was, 157, 159, something like that. So the past two seasons in a row, he's played basically every single game. You know, And, and last year, it was between uh, two different teams it, when he got traded from the Nationals and went from the Nationals to the Padres. Um, but he still you know, only missed a handful of games. You know, th this guy's a machine. You said he's 25 years old. He is about to be in the prime of his career. He hasn't even hit man strength yet. Imagine his man strength years. It's coming. It's coming for Juan Soto. The Yankees need to lock him up. They need to do what the Braves did with Matt Olson and sign him to an extension right away. Don't let him test the free agent market because he's probably going to leave unless the Yankees actually do something right now to make him want to stay. Either give him that extension now with a crazy shitload amount of money or at least add some, some pieces so that way you guys have a World Series caliber team. Garrett Cole and Juan Soto and Aaron Judge can't do it on their own. You know They're, they're going to need to add some pieces. They don't have a closing. You know, That's ever true. since Chapman kind of like fell off, he's not the only guy throwing 105 miles an hour now. You know, and and these these hitters they caught up to it. If if it's a good fastball hitter, they're going to hit 105 miles an hour, and they're going to hit it 120 miles an hour, and it's going to go out of the ballpark, which we saw numerous times. You know, which is why Chapman didn't really get a lot of opportunities um, with uh, with was it the Rangers? It was the Rangers, right? Yeah. He didn't really get a lot of opportunities towards the end of the season because they knew that he just wasn't the same guy he was five years ago. You know, so the Yankees are going to have to do something. They, I feel like the Yankees and, and the Dodgers are kind of in the same boat right now. Neither of them have closers, and they both need to add a couple pieces to the rotation. The Yankees just lost Michael King in that trade. Michael King had a, a like a 250 ERA last season. You know, he was one of their best pitchers. 
Let me let me fake let me uh, fact check you on that. That's a 1.88 ERA in the last uh, 39. I mean, 38 innings pitch. So he's really really on it. I think the Padres won on this one. I'm gonna disagree with you guys on this because I feel like the Padres got rid of an eagle, meaning you have these four top players in San Diego all beefing it, even if the media says they're disguising it, they're saying they're not good, they're not this. But you got rid of one of the guys that half won it before. You know, he left. He's on with the Yankees now. You're getting the guy, Michael King, going to be in the starting rotation. Now you have Moskrov, you have Jude Darvish, and Michael King, right? So you got, you're not going to, you're not, not going to sign a Snell because Snell's going to be worth a lot of money. He might go with the Yankees. He might go with the Cardinals. He might go with someone else. I know he really wants to go to Seattle, but the Padres are not losing this trade because they've got the five guys. players. The Giants, see, the Giants won another ace. And, you know, Jamamoto is looking at that too, you know. So that's the thing. Like, I think the Padres won on this one. The Yankees won as well. But I think the Padres won this one too. Because, you know, Manny Machado, Tatis, uh, Xavier Bogarts are there. You know, you have your top three already. You had your fourth with Juan Soto. You got rid of one. You only have three Eagles now you have to think about. You know, Tatis is taking a back seat maybe. Because he's a little bit younger. And then you have the guy that has won a World Series in Sander Bogarts that can be like, hey, Manny, take a back seat, dude, because this is my team now. You know, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to we need to do. We need to try to beat the Dodgers now. And we have the team to do it. You know, so I think it's going to be a good thing, dude. I think uh, the, the coach, I can't think of his name that they signed. And um, he's going to be good there, too, you know, so. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be competitive, you know. So I, I still think the Padres are still uh, a team that you need to talk about. They still are not done. They're going to take. They're going to try to trade Cronenworth. They're going to get rid of contract money to try to sign someone. So if they sign another starter, it's going to be cool, man. And what you want in your division, you want competitiveness. You want someone. You know, you want a team to compete with you. You just don't want to be winning every division game and then win the, the the division and then go to the playoffs and get swept. That's not what we want. You know, we want competitive baseball. We want competitive baseball all year long. That way, when you get to the playoffs, you know what to expect and you can get to the World Series and probably win it all. So hopefully the Padres do compete this year. They didn't make it last year. They compete. The Giants compete. You know, the Rockies, you know, it's not mentioned, <laughs> but they, hopefully they compete. And the and I forgot who, who else, the Giants? Yes. No, that the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks, which I think they were a fluke. I don't think they're going to make it to the World Series again. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to throw that in there. But um, I just think that the parties won on that one, too. But I'll go ahead and mention the other ones. Uh, you guys have anything else to add on that? Or, you well, know, they did, they just kind of adding, just kind of adding to Michael King. You know, he's a, a lot of people don't really know the name. He's 28 years old. You know, he's he's about to be 29. He was actually an older rookie. I think he he came up in like 2019 and or in 2020, and, you know, and, and he was already like a little bit of an older rookie at that time. I don't know why they didn't bring him up anytime sooner. Maybe it's because they didn't really believe in, in him to begin with, you know, but in 2020, uh, let me see. I think I had it. Uh, I think Ryan. Had, wait, I think Ryan Reyes is laughing at me, but it's okay. <laughs> it's just I, I just want to. I just I just want the division to be competitive, and that, and I just wanted to throw my two cents in there to, to you know, hopefully the Dodgers do get competition because that's what they need. They can't go into the playoffs being off on on the whole yeah. month of September, and then going into playoffs waiting for the wild card team to win. 
You know, the, remember, the new setup for the playoffs is way different than what it was before. Now you have to wait a whole week to play baseball. So you play competitive baseball all the way through. That helps the team. So, yeah, go ahead, Will. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think that the, the Padres issue is leadership, you know, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be Bogarts or Machado or Tatis or, or something like that. It. <laughs> It's going to start with management and maybe the new manager coming in. Maybe he he can actually like, you know, change the the dynamic of the team. But he, he, they need a leader. They they can't have four different leaders on the team, you know, and that's the thing. It's like how you said, like Machado needs to take a step back or Tatis already like did take a step back, you know, instead of being, you know, the 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 hothead that he was the season before. Yeah, the probably probably because of the, the steroid scandal. Um, but, you know, I've, other than you that, I bring I, that up, huh? You had to bring yeah, that up. You have to. You have to. <laughs> you know what else? Uh, what else is there? <laughs> no, but honestly, I I really think that it's going to come down to management, and management needs to to take the reins. You know, Bob Melvin wasn't the guy. You know, he he was the the interim manager that became the the GM, you know, or or the uh, the coach, you know, the the manager. And I don't know if that was necessarily the right move which the, I, I guess the Padres don't either because they decided not to extend him. But um, I, I'm, I'm really I – I would actually like to see a very competitive season, you know, Dodgers yep. versus Padres. Padres being like the little brother of the of the Dodgers. You know, and, and I can okay, hear yeah. that all the time saying like, ha, we told you guys, you know. Nice. Uh, but I, I really think it's going to be management. I, I think that the, the Padres need to find that guy. They need to find that guy that's going to run the team. You can't let the inmates run the asylum. You know, there has yeah. to be a warden. And maybe the new guy coming in is going to be the warden, you know, but that still remains to be seen. All right. So Ryan Reyes says, who's this shortstop we got from New York? So this is what happened for for the Otani and um, Joe Kelly to get signed. The Dodgers needed to go ahead and uh, let go of two players from their 40-man roster. What they did today, they go ahead and traded someone to the Yankees and they traded Victor Gonzalez and Jorbit Vivas from the Dodgers, and they got a prospect, Tyler Sweeney from the Yankees. From what I heard from this guy, he can Trey break. Sweeney. Yeah. Trey? Trey Sweeney. What did Trey. I say? Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, I saw a T, so I'm like, what? It's, no, it's, so it's a another, white, uh, another white boy name, you know. <laughs> Trey also- Sweeney. <laughs> from what I know, this guy can rake, and his defense is not up to par yet. But it will go ahead and get there. And they're going to, you know, they they're, they did a little good trade right there. They're going to try to develop them. But it's not a big trade to where they're they're expecting them to go up really fast. Uh-oh. You know, Uh-oh. Free up some space. You got, stuck. <laughs> you got stuck for a second. Uh-oh. Am I better now? Yeah. Uh, you're okay. still choppy, but I can hear you now. Okay, cool. So uh, if I'm still choppy, I'm just still talking. So, yeah, that's what happened. It's just to make room for the 40-man roster, and that's all they did. It's not a big deal. Um, so so if something Sweeney, else happens, I go ahead. And, yeah. Trey Sweeney, you say he has a lot of power. Um, he does, mm-hmm. but he has a 50% line drive rate, You know, which means that he doesn't really hit the ball in the air that often. So you're not really going to see a lot of home runs from this guy. He had 13 home runs in 100 games last season. Uh, but he did have 20 stolen bases. I, I think that's going to be the bread and butter when he actually does get called up. You know, 20 stolen bases at 100 games. You know, if you put that in a 162 game season, then he'll probably have closer to 30. And like you said, he's really young. He's 22 years old. You he's know, 22. and, and th- 
it could just go up from there. 13 home runs playing in double A in the Yankees double A organization. Um, Cause I don't even think he got called up to triple A. He's been double A uh, for the last couple seasons. Um, yeah. But I mean, 22 years old, you never know where it's going to go from there. You know, yeah. uh, I think it could be a great replacement for Gavin Lux because I think Gavin Lux is trash. Uh, I, I think <laughs> his defense is fine, but if, if you're a lefty hitter and you you're just okay at hitting righties and you completely suck at hitting lefties, you can't be a starter for the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, maybe you could be a starter for the Oakland A's. You know, that'd be fine. That that'd be completely fine. Or the Las the Las Vegas A's actually, you know, as they're going to yeah. be called pretty soon because apparently that deal is 100 percent now. Yeah, uh, we but, have to go. We have to go to the Coliseum in Oakland before they, you know, break it down or whatever. Because that's going to be a stadium that once they drop it, you can be like, "Hey, I went there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. I I wish I could have been to Yankee Stadium before they uh, tore down the old stadium. That kind that's of that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right, so let me go ahead into the notable winner uh, meeting moves. So, Jamir Calendario went to the Reds. You have Freddie Eddie, Freddie Fede to the Eric Fede, Fede, yeah. And then you have Marco Gonzalez to the, to the Pirates, which I heard a lot of things with the Pirates, man. They're they're uh, uh, two starters away to becoming a playoff team. And then you wow. got Jerry Kalinick to the to the Braves. That was a big trade. I don't know what That's the surprising. members are thinking. That surprised me too. You know, so the Braves went ahead and got that. So that's good for them. They already have a, a solid lineup. And with him, it's just going to make them a little bit more, you know, a little bit better. Then you have Craig Kimbrell. You were talking about closers. He's going to the Baltimore Orioles, which is going to be a good fit because I think uh, uh, it's a Bautista, the one that got injured before the playoffs last year. Yeah. And that kind of that kind of hurt him. So I think he's going to do good out there. He, they need yeah. that better presence. And we've all been talking about that. He's going to be probably the setup man now. I don't think they're going to give him the closer role because I think Bautista deserves it. Yeah, but he, I don't think he's coming back until, I believe, July, I heard. He's not ready yet. Yeah, so then you have uh, Eduardo Rodriguez going to the Diamondbacks, which when that one was a little, you know. That, that was a big signing. I was yeah. very surprised about that one also. He didn't want to come to the West Coast, and now he's in Arizona. So. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want well, to win they, the Dodgers. They went to the World Series on a fluke, so I'm going to yeah. go ahead and sign with this team, you know? <laughs> and then the other one, of course, we talked already about Juan Soto going to the Yankees. The other one we didn't mention, it was Alex Verdugo. You know, you mentioned uh, Grisham, Grisham. He went with the Yankees as well. So now they're going to have a full outfield out there, you know, changing it up. And then you have Corby Yates going to the Texas Rangers. And those are the most notable. So there's other little things happening around to roster changes, 40-man roster spots being filled and stuff like that. But, I mean, those are really notable. Um, I know we went over the hour mark already. We talked a lot about Otani because it's exciting news. We talked about Juan Soto. We talked about the all these other things, which is amazing. But if you have your questions, go ahead and send them into our Instagram. We do have our Yahoo account. And what is it, Will? Oh. <laughs> uh I was about to give my personal email. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, Baseball at yahoo.com. Yeah, there we go. And then we do have the fantasy baseball coming up for sure. And when are we starting that? Because I, I, I want to start. Um, I, I want to start like the first weekend in January. That way I can start doing the position preview a little bit early. I want to be able to do at least one position every week. 
until we get to outfield because outfield is just so big that one's probably going to take at least two episodes possibly three and then when you get into starting pitcher that one's going to take at least two or three episodes as well and i want to try to finish definitely finish before the the season starts and and before i start my like draft prep episodes you know so um i want to try to to have the first episode the first friday in january and we're going to start doing something new, too, where we start posting little shorts about the fantasy baseball. So Will will start making those. And I'm putting that on here. I'm putting it out there for you, Will. <laughs> and we're going to start doing that. So that that's a must because I need to watch those videos, too. So we're going to start doing shorts yeah. of who you need to pick up during the week or, you know, their streamers and stuff like that. So if you want to catch the starters and stuff like that, you would have to see the full episode. But we are going to start putting shorts. We're going to start getting more involved. And uh, if you have your, your questions about that or about anything in baseball generally, that's what we're all here for. We have specialists in everything. We're doing fantasy. We're doing history. We're doing, you know, current baseball, everything. So um, if we get to a point where we need to go ahead and make another show, we will. And we will have trials for that because we need to go ahead and talk baseball all week, right? Guys, like this is our thing. We love talking baseball. We just don't like talking about Dodgers. I mean, Angels as well. We like talking about everything that's happening in baseball. But, um, yeah, if uh, there's nothing else to say, go ahead. I'll give you guys our last mentions, and we'll start with you, Ernie. Well, we're excited. This winter meetings has been an exciting one so far with the Shohei signing. But it's not over yet. We still have a lot of top-tier players out there ready to get signed. And a lot of dollars ready to get paid for these top players. So it's still a lot of moves to happen. And we're excited how this MOB free agency is going to turn out to be. <laughs> and Ryan is saying, come on, come on. <laughs> the next Dodger <laughs> signing. So we'll, we'll go ahead and see if we can, can, can get on. We'll probably get on again because uh, we're going to try to see if we get someone from another team. to. We could just talk about how they feel about, you know, what their team and what direction they're going into. Uh, I am talking to someone on TikTok that's uh, – He's really well known with the Padre Nation. I kind of want to talk to him about, you know, what is it, how he felt about the Soto, and if he feels the same thing, that there's a lot of ego in that team, and getting rid of him will probably help the team. Well, we'll, we'll see where we get there. Um, but, yeah, go ahead, Will, last, uh, last mentions. Well, j just kind of like a, a, a personal real talk baseball note. Uh, in addition to what you said, Carlos, about doing the shorts during the regular season about fantasy baseball, we are also expanding our – Real Talk Fantasy Baseball League. We are going from 10 teams to 12 teams, and we are going to be adding two teams from our, our listeners and our followers and subscribers. So if you guys are interested, uh, make sure that you send us a, a comment, a an email, um, a, a DM, you know, on any one of our platforms, whether it's Instagram or TikTok, <clears throat> here on YouTube, uh, Facebook or our email, you know, just, just drop us a line. Eventually we are going to add the, the two new teams. And, uh, we actually had one team that backed out from, uh, future seasons, which Ernie is going to take that spot. So I'm really excited that Ernie joined the fantasy baseball crew, the real talk fantasy baseball crew. You know, he's going to be part to, uh, part of the, Part of the, like the the whole thing, rather than just the the Monday show. So once you join Ernie, maybe you can come on with us once in a while on the Fridays. You know, yeah. we'll talk we'll talk fantasy. We'll talk you know whatever it is that we do on Fridays. You know, it, it, it's always a good time. Always a good time on Mondays. Always a good time on Fridays. Definitely, man. I'm excited. I'm just gonna warn you guys. I'm really competitive, and I do my homework. So just be ready. <laughs> good. <laughs> way it good. should be. It's the way it should be, man. So. I think we should do, if we have a lot of people email us or send in messages, 
I think we should do a raffle to who and get yeah. on live and do and pick out the names. Well, you should do it. Exactly. We should be doing that. So uh, we'll just post it on our social media stuff and we'll let you guys know how we do it if we get people on here. But um, yeah, thank you guys for joining the show, liking the video and share it if you can. I mean, I think we went over a lot of things about Shohei Otani. It was a fun conversation having it with you guys. It's mm. always good talking baseball with everybody. And especially, like I said, during the show, I love when you guys get interactive and start sending questions and, and letting us talk. And that's amazing to me. What's up, Will? One thing I want to say to Chewy is I'm kind of hurt, man. I, I did the Spencer Strider mustache just for you, man. And you didn't say nothing in the comments about it. So I'm a little offended. Over here, <laughs> if he's not there, I'll let him know. I'll text him and tell him, hey, he did the, the Spencer Strider and he didn't even say anything. I'll, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. All right. From all of us here on Real Talk Baseball, I'm Carlos Baseball. This is Ernie Orange and Will Power. Real Talk Baseball, signing out. See you guys.